Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Every single uh, man and woman standing before me this morning. God, we thank you. We honour you today in your presence. Lord, and I thank you. The lives will be changed this morning, will be touched, will be transformed, will be inspired in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Why don't you give God a hand? Thank you, Lord. He's awesome. Well, good morning, everybody. Why don't you give the person next to you a high five and say, I'm so glad that you came to church. You look good. You smell good. Smell amazing. Happy Mother's Day. I'm just so glad you turned up. (laughs) Otherwise, I'd be speaking to myself, and that's not a good thing. I talk to myself all the time. (laughs) Anyone else know what I'm talking about? (laughs) So good. Well, I'm so glad you're here. I know there was many, many of our people um, traveling away this weekend to visit their mums, but do you know what? You're here. The most good-looking people in Noosa have turned up this morning. And I just want to um, just add on to what Christian said. I want to celebrate and thank all our mums here this morning. Um, I want to honor you. I want to honor all the grandparents as well, because as you know, even when your kids grow up and you become a grandparent, you still are mothering. You are still parenting. Um, and so I know, for, for, yeah, Dorothy's waving. Um, grandparents are amazing, uh, the heart of a grandparent. I mean, at least there's a, there's a bonus being a grandparent because when you look after your, uh, look after your grandchildren, you can hand them back. Um, you don't have them 24-7 uh, like we do, but they're seasons of your life and um, it is wonderful. And I, I want to honour any solo mums and parents here today as well. Um, can we just thank all the solo mums? I know there's a few of them that aren't here today. Um, they are amazing. Um, so I salute you um, also. But I just want to um, just read a couple of Mother's Day quotes uh, that um, I was reading. And um, oh, there's some funny ones out there, but let me read you these. I feel the weight of responsibility. Multitasking is the name of the game. Who knows that? Yes, I don't know about you, but my husband says to me, yeah, you women are meant to be really good at multitasking. And uh, he like looks at me and says, I don't think you're very good at multitasking. I says, excuse me, because you know, when you start talking, you're trying to explain something and you actually stop what you're doing because you're in the moment. But I think women are very good at multitasking. Come on, I champion you. Yes, you know what I mean, don't you? Silence is golden. Oh, yes, silence is golden. For me, just having a shower on your own with no interruptions. That doesn't happen that often. Capturing the present moment has never seemed so important. I remember this week I was sitting uh, I was sitting with my kids watching The Voice. I have to say I love The Voice. I love that show. I love when it comes around and my husband gets his voice on and gets up during the ad breaks and starts singing and makes us laugh. But um, we're sitting there and I actually celebrated my birthday this week. I'm in my last year of my 30s now. And I had a moment going, oh my goodness, I'm 39. Where has that gone? And I look over at Noah and I said, I was 25 when I had you. And I'm looking at him saying, where has that gone? And I was like, just be present in every moment. You, as you know, mums, grandparents, it's like you need to capture every, every moment because you blink and it is gone. Your kids are teenagers, they're grown up, they're married, they're having their own kids. Uh, hearing my child say, I love you, makes everything worthwhile. And I saw a post this week, oh, it was beautiful. It said, the most precious jewels you'll have around your neck are the arms of your children. So true. You might have heard this before. Age 10, I love you, mum. 
age 14, my mum is so annoying. I'm just entering that. <laughs> age 18, I want to leave the house. <laughs> age 25, mum, you're right. I remember hitting that age and turning around and saying that to my mum, you, you were right about everything. Age 30, mum, forgive me. Age 50, I don't want to lose my mum. And age 70, I love you, mum. You know, let me read you this. It's something that I read, uh, which was quite inspiring, really, and it makes you feel like you're not alone. Um, the mummy, if you want to call daddy monster, but this is a mum wrote this. The mummy monster shows up in full force. This happens all the way from the toddler years through the teen years and even into the adult years. Does the mummy monster show up at your house on occasions? When the mummy monster yells, anger affects the whole family. Several years ago, I began to realize she was showing up at my house more often than I, than I was comfortable with. When I um, examined my dynamics, brought the appearance of the mummy monster, I realized that my unrealistic expectations were contributing to my craziness. Too often we leave our own impatientness, take the lead and we scold with any ang angry voice because deep down we expect them to act better than they are. We lose perspective of what is normal behavior for their age and stage of development. We get angry because they don't live up to our off the charts expectations. <laughs> We have one shot at being a parent, raising our kids and our family. It's not a dress rehearsal. They are in our care and under our roof for such a short time, as grandparents and our older mums would know. And let me read you this. In Proverbs 41, it says, A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Do the best and let God help you with the rest. That is my motto. So, you know, so many times we're really hard on ourselves and we're like, I've had a bad day, I've blown it. But my, I've just come to the place where I go, you know, I do my best and God, I give you the rest. Because there's so many areas I find in parenting and in life, in everything we do, it's we're figuring out as we go the different seasons of our, our children. You know, they're at different ages, they're different personalities, and we're learning as we go. You know, we're learning as grandparents. Um, solo mums are learning to do it on their own. You know, dads can relate to this and, you know, relationships. We're learning as we go. We're evolving. So I want to take the pressure off you and say, do your best and leave the rest to God. Hey, amen. But the title of my message this morning, yep, you can... Give that comment a hand if you like. My the title of my message this morning is um, Unshakable. And um, I felt that sort of, I'm like, God, you know, what can I preach on? It's Mother's Day. But you know what? I'm not just speaking to mums and women here today. I'm speaking to, you know, um, mothers and fathers and, and young married couples and solo, solo parents, even um, single people. But the title of my message is Unshakable. And I felt um, stirred to share this uh, this morning so that, you know, you can... Um, as you ride through the, the tough times in life, that you are unshakable, that you don't get shaken so easily with what, what happens in life. And let me read to you in Isaiah 23, 16. It says, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whatever, whoever believes need never be shaken. Amen. Need be, never be shaken. And I know as you lay your foundation on God, that he can help you not to be shaken, not to be rocky in areas of your world. 
What if we knew how to build a house so sturdy and it couldn't be moved by the storms of adversity? What if your foundation was so solid that even the floor beneath your feet began to quake, but you remained unshakable? You know, patching and painting only lasts for a while. If you know, if you've patched and painted your own homes and things like that, but it breaks down after a while, it needs to be um, painted again. We can't hide behind pretty shutters forever. And it's time to allow our life to be built on him. Amen. You know, my heart is to see, and this is for my own life, and this is my heart to see for you and our church and people that I come across that, that, that know Christ, but also for people who don't love, uh, know Christ, is that they can experience having God center and having, God, uh, and having an encounter with God. Because who knows in the busyness of life and the things we go through, if we leave Christ as an add-on, things don't necessarily work, hey? But my heart is to see you and I have Christ center of our world in our marriages, in our parenting, in our relationships, in everything we do, but it takes a fight, doesn't it? Because there's days when we're tired and we're weary, and I know that my marriage could not work without Christ. You know what? If, oh, I absolutely love my husband, but you know what? I think of people who don't have Christ in their marriage, and I'm just, I feel to be really honest today, that I think, how do they do it? Seriously. You know, I know, I know marriages and, you know, uh, and, and relationships, and they're, they're calm, and, you know, they, they're, they're, the way they resolved their issues is very calm, and they talk through things, but, you know, Christian and I are a little bit more passionate, I would say. So, you know, <laughs> we talk through things, but you know what I'm saying. It's having Christ center, having those foundations, being able to go to prayer when you're going through stuff. You know, when you're raising your kids and you don't know what to do, having him center of your world. I want to ask you this question this morning. How does that look for you? Is he really? It is a good question. You know, I know uh, I've heard it preached many a times. It's like so many Christians just pick up Jesus, put him in their pocket for church, and then they walk out the doors, and then they say, you can just sit on the shelf for the week. You know what? I want to encourage you. Don't let him be an adult in your life. Let him be center, but it takes work. Let him revolve around every area of your life. Let him be the whisper in your ear daily. Find that moment. I know mums, it's so hard, different stages. You've got little ones, but even when they grow up, and I know there's mums out here, there's kids that are all at school, but even at times it's hard to find that time to have that quiet time on your own to actually reach out with God. And I tell you what, there's days when I've gone, I've gone, I'm going, God, I haven't spent as much time as I could have because things get busy, but I know I need to set that time aside to spend with him because that's where I renew my strength to be a better mum, to be a better wife, to be a better human being, to be a better daughter, to be a better friend. Amen. And you know what? I love the lyrics of the song. You might know this song, In Jesus' Name by Darling Check. And she says, uh, that uh, in the lyrics of the song it says, we will not be shaken, we will not be moved, Jesus, you are here. And I was, I was reading that and I thought, you know what, we could change that, not change the song, but make that a prayer of yours and say, I will not be shaken, I will not be moved, Jesus, you are center, you are the foundation that I build my life on, amen? That you will not be shaken, no matter what is thrown at you, um, at you, you are unshakable. And I know that, um, you know, there's many people that are struggling in their relationships, 
in their marriages, in their parenting, just relationally. I've just lately, I've spoken to so many people and they're going through a tough time in those areas of their world. And I know with him, center, it works so much better. And I believe that it's time for us Christians and for the church to actually stand up and to fight. Fight for good, healthy marriages. Fight for good, healthy relationships. To help us parent in a world that is actually spiraling out of control. You know, the, 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 the social media world. And for us as parents now, it takes wisdom. It takes to be onto it because it's an area that is actually foreign to us. And I've got such a passion about that because it is just spiraling out of control and it is ruining teenage lives. And I believe it takes us to stand up, to actually not turn a blind eye and not to be shaken, but actually to be unshakable in our parenting and say, God, help me and fight fight for our kids, fight that we're going to see them grow up to be strong, stable, not insecure human beings, that they know who they are, and that my prayer for my kids is that they will come to know Jesus Christ and have him center of their world. And they're going to go through a journey where they've got to figure stuff out for themselves, but I know that right now I can keep praying that into my kids and keep guiding them and keep loving them. Amen? You know what? I know that... Um, uh, you know, when you, you're doing your grocery shopping, ladies, most, any men here do the grocery shopping? Not allowed? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Nick puts up his head. I know there's lots of men out here that just, you know, I'll just pop down to the shop, get a few little extra things that we always run out of, hey? <laughs> so good. But you know, when you're doing the grocery shopping or if you're at a shop and there's those wonderful magazines there, when you're waiting to pay for your groceries, the good old new ideas and women's days and women's weeklies or whatever they're all called. And, you know, they're just sort of there and you might pick them up and have a little bit of a read because the gossip about what's happening over in Hollywood is quite interesting. I know who you are. I've seen you. I've seen you. No, just kidding. But I think about the magazines that are out there um, that the, these are people's lives, people's marriages, people's families that are falling apart. And that the world looks at celebrities and thinks they've got it all together. But no, as you know, they don't. Their lives are a mess and falling apart. You know, the TV shows that are on telly now, I just, I just think, oh my goodness, God help us. You know, shows that are like, yep, well, um, my marriage is over, so I'll try this and, uh, you know, and, and there's just divorce here and you know what I'm talking about. But just the TV shows, as I was saying, social media, it is a monster. And the examples out there to us and our kids, how to live and how to have relationships and marriages are messed up, hey, are totally messed up and we know that. And the mindset of the world is like, well, just leave if it doesn't work. Upgrade for a newer version or a younger model. Come on, I'm over with that one. It's all right, I'll have a secret life, no one will know. Try before you buy. That's the world's mottos. That's how they think. And you've heard this quote before, what you feed grows and what you starve dies. And, and I wrote here, the world's manual on how to live, is to it totally leads to destruction, unsatisfaction, and emptiness. And I want to ask you today, church, what are you le letting leak into your world? What's leaking out so you're letting it be filled with what? Let what's leaking be filled with God. 
be filled with his word, with the best life manual, the best instructions that you can read to help you through this life. Amen? And I'm going to touch on that again. But, you know, I see, as I said before, I see marriages on the end and people wanting out. And just recently I was on the phone to, to somebody and she just, I was absolutely shocked. And she says, I want out of my marriage. I actually want to walk away. She's got three beautiful young girls. And I'm like, really? Like, is it really that bad? She goes, yep, I want out. And I said to her, not just a cliche thing to say, but I said, make sure you go to church this Sunday. Make sure you're in church. This is a Christian woman. She goes, yeah, yeah, we're going, and, and then I'm just going to work out. I just need to get away for a couple of weeks and work out what I'm going to do, my plan. And I just knew, me just saying, just be in church, that the Holy Spirit, God, was going to get on her. I texted her uh, a couple of days after uh, the other Sunday, and I said, how are you going? And she said, I'm okay. But she said, I went to church, and God got on me, the Holy Spirit got on me and said, stay, don't leave. And we're going to work things through. They're going to get counseling, they're going to get coaching. And I said, yeah, and I just gave her some advice. They gave her some, you know, people to, to, uh, to see. But you know what? It's God getting on people because sometimes people at the end of themselves, you know, even, even Christians that have Christ in their life and they don't know what to do. But you know what, church? We need to run to Him Run to him, run to, to people, that godly people in your world that can help you, can pray for you, can support you because you're not alone. And I feel like sometimes we put on a face like we've all got it together. No, it's okay because we don't. We're all on a journey, but we're on a journey together. Amen. Amen. Come on. You know, and I think about parenting and raising our kids and, and it's just... Um, you know, recently as well, I've been talking to parents saying, I'm just struggling. I'm struggling with my kids. What do I do? You know, I, I want to run away. And I go, the issues of raising kids in a tech generation, it is just, as I said, it's, it's, it's a monster and it surrounds us. But all I say is boundaries, parents, even grandparents, you know, boundaries, wisdom, and don't turn a blind eye. You know what? Just don't turn a blind eye. And I, I put here and I was really inspired over the last couple of weeks because I had a moment with our eldest son Noah is that when your children are going through a hard time give them a vision and give them God's vision I had this moment a few weeks back with our, our eldest son Noah and um, we went down to Sydney for our annual presence conference which, which was amazing and we got to obviously see all our family and the cousins and all of that and Noah is, is, is such a great young kid. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He's just all emotion. Um, he's very, a very emotional young man, which is, which is a great thing. He's very, uh, you know, emotional and discerning of, of situations and things. And he's such a people person. And, uh, you know, we were just about to leave, hop in the car to drive back. The good old, you know, 14-hour drive it is from Sydney. And he went really, really quiet. And I went, I just knew, and he, and he started getting really teary. He teared up. I said, sweetie, what's wrong? And he goes, no, it's okay. I said, what's wrong? He goes, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave my cousins. I, don't, I miss my family. I, you know, and he'd been with the family. He'd been at the Presence Youth Conference with, you know, friends, and he had such a great time. And, he, you know, he, ride, he was riding on the emotion. Anyway, a few hours later, I got to sit with him, and, and it's like you feel their heart, and sometimes you go, I don't know what to say. And I, I seriously felt the Holy Spirit say, Melissa, just give him vision and purpose. And you're probably thinking, what, what, what? 
But I did, and I sat with him, and I said, sweetie, I know it's always hard to say goodbye, and you feel like everyone else is having fun, and, you know, we're going back to school. I don't like school, and, you know, all the negativeness comes out (laughs) of your kids. I said, sweetie, I said, you know what? We live in one of the most beautiful parts of the world. I said, Sydney is great. I said, but this is where we are, and this is where God's brought us. And I said, sweetheart, there's seasons of your life. And I said, you need to make the most of this season of your life, being your age. I said, you've only got five more years left of school. And then you'll decide what you want to go and do. And I said, and if that's you want to move back down to Sydney and go to college or whatever that is, he goes, oh, I wouldn't ever move away from you. I said, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I said, you know what? You make the most of this season of your life and being young. And I said, once we get back home, you'll not forget about everything, but you'll get back into your soccer and your surfing and you know what, life goes on. And I was right. I knew that he did. I said, but also, sweetie, I said, God has brought us here for a reason. I said, to touch people's lives, to change lives. And and I said, look what God's already done with, with us stepping out and with our church. I said, the families, the individuals. And I said, even with, and I gave him a vision right here, church. I said, Noah, I said, with our youth that we have just started, it's a seed. I said, you can be a part of that. I said, you can help build that because there's so many young people lost. There's so many young people who don't have great families. There's so many young people that are looking for answers and you can be a part of that. I said, sweetie, get a vision for it, you know, over these next uh, six years. And he's just like, yeah, and it just totally changed him. It totally changed him. We obviously got home and it's all good. But I want to encourage you parents, you know, um, grandparents, whatever stage, give your kids a vision. Give them God's vision. Amen. The Word of God, as I said, is the best life manual. This is the instruction and our guide to life. Find comfort in it, church. It's not, you know, you're being Bible bashed and it's so boring. I mean, I know when I was an early Christian, I was younger, I'm like, oh, so much stuff I don't even understand. Get a Bible. I purchased this for myself because I lost my other one and I was using his. But this um, this is a great Bible. But it's got things in it like, Stuff that I can relate to. It's got scriptures, but then it's got just day-to-day things that I can relate to. Find something that you can read and give you help when you're going through stuff. Feed yourself with the word. Find comfort in it because nothing else will. And I I, I read this quote, which I love, and it says, Don't just only find the word for comfort, but use it to confront. God's word should be the final authority in our lives. Yeah? Amen. This needs to be the final authority. This is what we need to base our lives on. Build your life on the Word of God. And there's scripture after scripture on parenting, on marriage, on relationships, on on forgiveness, on everything that can help us, can feed us in our day-to-day life. And I just want to read a couple of scriptures, like Ephesians 6.4. It says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. There you go. There's your answer. Hey, what a great verse. I mean, there's so many. I just picked a couple. Colossians 3.13. I I didn't give this to the guy, so it's not on the screen. But if you want to write it down, Colossians 3.13. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive everyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive them. Hey? So good. Hebrews 13, 4, it says, Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. Romans 15, 5, May God who gives his, this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other. Complete harmony. 
as it is fitting for followers of Christ. Just a couple that just sprung out to me. There's so many that you can go to, that you can feed on, that you can feed your heart and your soul each day. And another thing I wanted to to say was we need to go to prayer more. You know what? We can talk about our issues and what we're going through until the cows come home. It's a funny saying, isn't it? So maybe if you're a farmer and you're waiting for the cows to come home because it takes hours, I don't know. Anyone lived on a farm? I did. I used to. You'll probably be surprised, but I used to have to round up the cows. We lived on a farm for six years, but that was a lot of fun. Can't say I am a farm girl, but it was a great experience. But you know what? We can, can't we? We can whinge. We can complain. We can talk about things, and it's not going to fix anything. We need to go to prayer. We need to stand in the gap. We need to fight because that's the only thing that's going to move things. That's the only thing that's going to change things. You can stand in the gap for someone else. I was like, God, I'm going to stand in the gap for this person, this family member, because she's got nothing. God, you can do a work, but I'm going to pray and I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to fight for my marriage. I'm going to fight for my kids. I'm going to fight for my relationships. Amen? Come on. You need to stand in the gap. But I just want to, in closing, just quickly give you five um, things that can help us to be unshakable in our lives, amen? And if you want to write these down, the first one is a sure foundation. And I read this scripture at the beginning, Isaiah 28, 16. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says, look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is, it is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need not to be shaken, a sure foundation. You know, I believe if we stand on what we see with our human eyes, we will constantly shift with the ever-changing world. That's not a life anchored in Christ, is it? You know what? We can be shifted with, with the, the world is constantly changing. And if we focus on with our eyes and with our own natural being, we will be, we will be shaken. We'll be flown from here to there. But you need to be anchored in Christ. You need to hold on to his hope and that will hold you tight. You will not be shaken. You will not be moved. Amen. We are called to grow up in Christ in all things and that he is our security. We are, he is, we are called to build our lives upon him. Amen. So number one is a sure foundation. Let your foundation in Christ be strong and hold on. Number two, refueling. In Psalm 16 11, it says, you will show me the way of life. Grant me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. You know, I know we are so prone to running to anything and everything at times, but Christ for refreshment. Hey, come on. Yeah. Sometimes we forget. It's like, oh, oh my goodness. I need, you know, I'm exhausted. But whenever we, we need refueling for the week, I want to encourage you, turn to the source. Turn to him. The source that keeps us unshakable through everything saying more yeses to him and more noes to our personal indul indulgences. And you'll find strength in him. Let's say yes to him more because he's the only one that will refuel you, will fill you. It's like coming to church for one and a half hours of your week. Fills you up. It does for me. It fills me up. I'm like, I can get through another week. Refuel yourself. Refuel yourself with the word and prayer. And the third one is uh, blueprint. Psalm 127, verse 1. 
starting in verse 1. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, um, guarding it with uh, centuries, with will do no good. It is unless for you, your, you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord and they are renewed from him. You know what? I was thinking about we need to stop for a moment and ask ourselves, who is building this house? You, your house, you or Jesus? Not only is he the expert builder and the, the cornerstone that holds the house together, he is the architect and has created the, the blueprint for an eternal dwelling. He is, a, he is building a kingdom that will last forever and he wants to build it in and through you. You are his blueprint. Let him have his hand on your life. He is the architect of your life. He wants to build upon your life. Amen. Two more to go. And uh, the fourth one is everlasting love. I love this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5. No matter your circumstances, if they're pleasant or they're, they're painful, you can count on Christ and his wisdom for your life. Fall into his arms. He is your everlasting love and peace. I think about the hugs that my kids give me. And I know my Zachy, he just gives the most beautiful hugs when he's being lovely. <laughs> but you know, there's times and he'll go, mummy, and he'll give me a hug. And I just go, oh, everything's just faded away. I just needed a hug. I forget about what I'm going through. I forget about how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling down or I'm going through stuff. And it's just that hug, just that hug. And there's the father, he says, just fall into my arms because I will give you everlasting love and what you need. Be blessed for those who trust in the Lord and make the Lord their hope and their confidence. Put your hope and your confidence in him, church, every day. He is your hope. He is your confidence. Jeremiah 17. Why don't you give the person next to you a hug? Come on. <laughs> if it's a man, give them a man hug. Hugs just make things better. And number five, oh, how sweet are you, Cubs? Oh, you're so sweet. And the last one is fearless through storms. Fearless through storms. You know, how often do we walk out in the sunshine and we hit, we hit a storm, out, we're hit by a storm out of nowhere and that totally rips away our faith. Life throws us things when we're least expecting it. Maybe you're battling with the unthinkable, your storm, maybe more than you can handle, and you're begging God, just rescue me. And he is asking, where is your faith? Child, where is your faith? Sometimes we don't have the answers. Sometimes we fear for the worst. And he says, be fearless through the storms. Trust in me. Isaiah 41:10. it says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right arm. Why don't you stand to your feet? Church, I want to encourage you this morning. Don't be unshakable. Be strong. Hold on. 
make sure you have a sure foundation. Keep being refueled. Know the, the blueprint for your life. Rest in that. Rest in His everlasting love. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and be fearless through every single storm that hits you in your marriage, in your parenting, in your relationship, whatever you do. Why don't everybody just close your eyes? Thank you, Lord. And I just wanna ask this morning, and this is a moment that you can just have with God. And I just wanna pray for those that are going through a shaky time in their life. There's seasons in our lives where we're going through things. But I really feel, I just wanna pray. I'm not gonna ask you to come out. I just want you to lift your hand. And you're saying, yeah, Melissa, I'm, there's, there's things that I'm going through. It might be personally, it might be relationally, and you're shaken. But I just wanna pray for the peace of God to come, to stand in the gap, that you will not be shaken, that you will not be moved, because Jesus is here. If that is you, why don't you just lift your hands to heaven? It might be a small thing, it might be a big thing, but just reach out to God. If you are shaken, if you're going through adversity, He wants to touch your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Even in your parenting with your kids, you might be having a tough time with one. It might be all of them. It's like, God, I just don't know what to do. I need your wisdom. Give your children to Him. Why don't you lift your hand? Just let Him touch you. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. God, I just thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for every hand lifted in this place today. God, that they will not be shaken. They will not be moved. But God, you are the God of all. Thank you, Father. I pray for every single parent here, every single marriage, Lord God, that you give them wisdom. You'll give them grace. You'll give them guidance, Lord God, how to have a better marriage, how to put things into place, Lord God. I pray that you'll give every parent the tools that they need to raise their kids through every single stage, Lord God. Father, give us wisdom here today. Lord, guide our steps through life. Guide our steps through every situation, what we put our hands to. Father, bless those. God, I pray for fear on anybody's life today. Lord, release that in Jesus' name. God, that you'll wrap your loving arms around them, that they will know your everlasting love. Lord God, that you are their helper in everything, Lord God. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.